Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. Like I'm moving back home to all of my own friends. Dude, how's it going? Where's Lindsay? When do you want to get together? I mean, that was so hard to do and so humbling and, but in a good way, you know, like humbling in a good way, talking about it, being vulnerable, being open, being honest, asking for help. Stories stir the soul. Stories reveal. And stories heal. In this podcast, we will give you an inside look at someone who's had a life-changing breakthrough. Real people, real stories with real breakthroughs. As a health and wellness expert and coach and Todd as a men's mentor, we've seen firsthand what God can do when it comes to a breakthrough. So lean in, listen well. This could be your biggest breakthrough. Hello and welcome to Your Biggest Breakthrough. I'm Wendy Pett. I'm Todd Isburner. We are so excited to be here with you today. This podcast is part of the Spark Media Network and it can be found on the Edify app, Pray.com, and KHCB Streaming and, you know, Spotify and iTunes and all the other places that you're probably listening in from today. So and thanks for joining us. Yeah, we're glad you're listening yeah, because there's a great, time. great opportunity for you to learn some really cool things or maybe to be reinforced in certain areas of your life. And we're going to go deep down into it with uh, with our guests we'll talk about in just a moment. Yes. But Wendy, I want to f- just ask you first, um, yeah? what's the first thing that comes to your mind whenever you hear s- about something that's happened to someone and they go, you know, that thing, this just like came out of the blue. Well, I, what, mean, I mean, what's the first thing that comes to mind? I guess it depends on if it's like, is it a good thing or a bad thing? Well, it could be either, you know, like good or bad. That's true. But it's like completely out of the blue. So, so basically it just means that something came out at you unexpectedly. It it was a surprise, (laughs) not planned, right? Right. It was unexpected because it wasn't expected. (laughs) All of a sudden there you are. So I mean, like, (laughs) honestly, no doubt, you know, all of us at some time or another, we're hit with these unexpected out of the blue kinds of things and knowing how areas in all areas of life, that's true. And so knowing how, you know, to respond to that, how do we get through that? That's, that's the real key in determining whether or not we're going to get through it. Right, right. And that's where our guest today, John Ramirez has learned some things from his own life experiences that can help us get perspective and learn how to handle those out of the blue, unexpected circumstances. Yeah, John is a cool guy. I love this guy. He's a baby-faced 40-year-old. <laughs> You'll see in just a moment if you get on YouTube. Born and raised uh, right here in good old Minnesota. Uh, he's single. He doesn't have any kids, but he does have four cats. And he He's is a the, cat dad. He's the cat daddy. Uh, I love his passions. Uh, he says, relationships with family and friends and serving others. And get this. this mm. I'm going to adopt this in my own life. Are you? Being recklessly generous Ooh. with the time and the treasures and the talents that God has blessed him with. I do love that. Yeah. John plays the drums and the bass on the worship team at Westbridge Church. Cool. And uh, is also one of their youth group leaders. And uh, would love to be in that youth group sometime. I uh, don't think I qualify. <laughs> no. <laughs> but he also co-leads a Friday morning men's study at Grace Church, which is where John and I met. 
and how I got to know the real and transformed man of God that uh, John has become. It's really, really been fun to kind of watch him and be on the adventure with him. Uh, recently, John gave his testimony to a group of men. In fact, there are about 500 of us in, wow. the, in the auditorium, maybe more than that. But it struck me again how quickly things can change in our lives for the good or for the bad. And depending on how we view it uh, is, uh, you know, whether or not we're going to succeed in the process. So, John, I would love to have you share your story. So come on in. So grateful that you took the time today to join us. Welcome. See? But Welcome I tell you, is that not a baby face? How's he 40 years old? Come on. <laughs> I don't know. God bless America. We all love it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, John, before we get into things, I'm just curious about something that I saw in your bio. And I think most people, or not most people, but most people have heard uh, of this verse, but it's Jeremiah 29, 11, and it's your favorite kind of life verse, right? Would you be willing to share with us what it says and why it's your favorite? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, when I was kind of going through my, let's just call it my transformation, you know, about five years ago. I had one of my mentors just, uh, you know, mention to me, you know, kind of going through everything I was going through. He said, Hey, John, I want you to make Jeremiah 29, 11. I want you to make that your, your Bible verse moving forward. It was a long time since I dug into the word, but ac after that phone conversation, I actually um, went to my parents' place and found like an old box in the basement and found my, uh, my old Bible from when I graduated here from high school. Oh, eight on that. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And wow. so I, I, I pulled out this Bible to actually find the verse. And when I opened my Bible, there was a card in there from my Bible teacher that he gave me back in 2001. It had the verse Jeremiah 29, 11 on. And it's just oh, crazy when, when God just like screams at you sometimes. Yeah. Well, this was one of those. Yeah. And you know, the verse, you know, for the note, for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not harm you plans to give you a hope. And, yeah. and for me, that just, I mean, I have it on a little bracelet here as well. It's just one of those reminders that, you know, we might not know the plans, but God knows the plans. They might not be our plans, but they are his. And, you know, he wants us to prosper. He doesn't want to harm us, you know, so we need, we need to have hope for that future. And that's just, uh, I, I just love that verse. And I thought it was so cool how it played out, you know, a little card falling out of the Bible. Yeah, I, I, hadn't, I hadn't heard that story. That's remarkable, man. It is just God's, God is in the details, God's right? smile on you. He is, he is. Uh, hey, listen, I want you to, uh, to share with our audience uh, just the story of what happened a few years ago when seemingly uh, your life was just like right on the right track. Things were going really well. And, and anybody who gets to know John just sees the, the, the energy and the intelligence and the ability to make things happen. And I have feeling that at that time in life, things were really happening in a really good way. Your marriage, you're, you're making good money, you've got a good job, all that. And then like out of the blue, Something all of a happened. sudden, wham, what happened? And out of the blue is right. And, you know, you, Todd, you and I were talking on the phone the other day. And we were saying, you know, how do you expect the unexpected? And then we made the comment that, well, it should be expected, you know, as followers of Christ. I mean, it's biblical. It's in the scripture that we're going to face trials. We're going to face tribulations. It's not going to be easy. There's going to be hardships all the time. So I know that's, that's tough to do. And we, we don't want to be paranoid, you know, looking around every corner for the next catastrophe. But I think it's important just for that, you know, mental and physical stability is that like, hey, stuff's going to happen. So when it does, don't be too surprised. Oh, wait, I got to stop you there because that, 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 right. that is something mic, I promise. Yeah, <laughs> I promise you, we just don't wake up in the morning with an understanding that this could happen. Something today could jump into my life in an unexpected manner. But, but like you say, I mean, why should that be a surprise? We're in, we're in the world that's filled with trouble. And Jesus did say we're going to have trouble in this world. So I really appreciate you bringing that perspective. That's like the starting place. 
So I would agree. Happened, so what happened with you? Because uh, you weren't necessarily in that place at that time. Correct. I wasn't. You know, I, I was raised in the faith my whole life, you know, thank God. So I had that foundation. But, you know, I, I wasn't really living in the word. I didn't have, you know, the relationship with God that I have today. So your perspective is different. But it was, uh, you know, the, the, the spring, early spring of 2018. And I'm living in Iowa at the time. I got transferred for work to help with the biggest acquisition my company ever had year to date. Um, you know, on the fast, fast track of, um, on a role to being a director at the company. So there's 11 directors, 1700 employees. So, you know, you do the math. It's a, it's a well sought after position. Um, uh, money's going good. My marriage is, I was going good, you know, house of our dreams, you know, my wife at the time, she was going to nurse practitioner school. So it was everything that, you know, we could control, um, was going in the right direction out of the blue, unexpected. Uh, you know, my wife at the time, you know, Lindsay came to me one day and just said, you know, I don't think I love you anymore. Um, don't know if I want to be married anymore. And I'm not sure if this is, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. So we met in like the early two thousands, we started dating like around 2010, we got married in 2014. So I mean, we'd known each other for a while and, you know, we dated for, you know, a reasonable amount of time. So I mean, all things can, and we did everything that, you know, on paper, we checked all the boxes. We were going to church together. We were helping on the daycare at church. We went to premarital counseling together through the pastor. We got married, you know, with my pastor at Jeremiah at Westbridge church, he married us. So it's like, you look at it on paper and it's like, okay, you know. Yeah. And this is what year of, of marriage that she. This was uh, four years, four, four years. years in. Wow. Devastating. So you see, she just announces to you that, um, Pretty much just not there anymore, John. So how did that play out? Yeah, just uh, played out pretty horribly, in my opinion, you know. Yeah. Um, and then in conjunction with that, I mean, I kind of got the trifecta, you know, what are the three things a lot of guys identify themselves with, you know, the, the woman on their arm, you know, the size of their wallet and the job that they have. Well, I got hit with the trifecta, you know, my work, like about a couple of days after Lindsay said, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm done with this marriage thing. My work said we're kind of going a different direction with the position in Iowa. Um, it's no longer available. You can move back to Minnesota and see what's available for you. And then as a result of everything going on, um, anyone that's gone through a divorce understands that finances get frozen and things get really, really ugly. And it, I just ended up moving home and, and, uh, living in my guest, in a guest room at my dad's house. Wow. What a contrast. For, and, I mean, yeah. it's just like in some ways on, uh, yeah, on top of a little mountain. And then all of a sudden, boom, you come you know, rolling down, crash and burn. And what is going through your mind and, and your, and your heart? And how do you, you like, what's happening? Embarrassment, confusion, fear, panic, the anger and the, and the bitterness that was, that lasted for a really short period of time, but it came like way late. But just like the, the initial was just, I think it was the embarrassment and the shock, shock. and the panic and the, the fear of, you know, what next, you know, fear over the next five years, what does this mean for me? just the, the realization that you have no control over any of this stuff. I think that was the biggest one that I had was because, you know, you tied, you asked, well, how did that play out from the day I heard that news from Lindsay to the time I got a divorce, it was about a year and a half of months. And during that time, it was me just giving whatever she wanted, whether it was space or leave me alone. I was doing the marital counseling on my own. Um, going through a, a scripture based marital counselor. I was going to every man, a warrior at grace, just like everything I possibly could just to, it wasn't, it wasn't until that moment that you really understand the fruits of the spirit and how important those are. Just like the peace and the joy 
and, you know, the forgiveness and the understanding, like all that stuff. So that was just like my main prayer during that whole time is just, you know, please bless me with the fruits of the spirit. And, um, months where I was just crying all day, just like, just crying. Like you don't know what to do and you're so sad and you have no control over it. And it didn't matter what I said or didn't say or do, or didn't do. I mean, life just, life just keeps moving and you can't, as much as you think you can control it, you really can't. Yeah. That's so honest and so mm, yeah. vulnerable of you to share. So thank <clears throat> you. Um, because, yeah. uh, just for me to, to hear of, of a man crying, like just to be in that space, but it's reality. Like there, how do you handle your emotions and, and what do you do? So you were doing uh, all that you knew how to do, taking steps mm-hmm. to better yourself and to get closer with the Lord. Um, where was uh, Lindsay at this time? Mm-hmm. Was she getting any help as well? Or, or was she willing to do any counseling with you? Or was it just that, were there any reasons behind her, her decision what did you discover? To this day, I don't know what happened on, on her side of the fence during all of this time. Yeah. I, I have no, I have no idea. You know, what I, you do know is that through the process, um, it's it, that you have grown deep in love with the Lord. And while it doesn't make sense, uh, um, I'm sure, and, and I'm sure when you even are talking about it right now, it can be a little confusing still. But while it doesn't make sense, God does have that plan and purpose for your life. That Jeremiah 29, 11 uh, scripture is on your heart, and I can see how you're standing tall because of it. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking uh, as you were sharing that, like when you say, I don't know, uh, you know, the, the, there's just a drive inside of us to want answers on things so that we can fix or solve problems. And especially if you like to have control like you do and I do and just about Human everybody nature. listening. <laughs> so, you know, what, what really strikes me is that the reality is there are times we simply are not going to know. And somehow you've got to get to a place of actually being okay with that rather Surrender. than driving yourself crazy, having to have an answer. And I, I, I love the fact that you've come to that place and can still, I mean, at this point in time, still say, you know, I don't, I don't know. And you're not desperate to have to know and I think it ties in with what you're going to share about understanding who God is and what his plan for our lives are and having a purpose. So some people would say, well, well, John, I mean, man, that's like crazy. How, how can there be any purpose in that? I mean, how did you figure out anything good from something that seems so bad? Well, I want to touch back on a couple of words you said there, Todd. You used the words fix and control. And I think I don't think those are bad words at all. I think those are good words, kind of what drives us. And that's like, use that as our purpose to like fix and control things. We're going to go living in this world. And that was one thing I learned that I just had to, I mean, I'm going to try and fix, fix things or control things, you know, for the betterment of others or whatever, but I, I can't, I can't focus on it. There's too much out of my, so you learn to surrender big time. Yeah. And just like, you know, you mentioned, you know, recklessly being generous with the time treasures and talents to surrender at all. Like it's not until you're, you know, 37 years old, 36 years old, living in your parents' house, like in all of your possessions are in a cardboard Dairy Queen French fry box and you got no money and you're borrowing money from your mom to pay your cell phone bills. It's like your, your perspective changes. I mean, like that. Is that the moment that you recall? I mean, as you're painting that picture that that true surrender happened, you're like, yeah, it right. was the French, it was the French fry box. I, I, was, I, actually, <laughs> I vividly remember sitting on the edge of the bed and looking at this box and going like, is this, it? <laughs> this is it. Like this. So God allowed you to be humbled in this situation so that mm-hmm. you can surrender, begin to trust him. So walk us through sort of the, the, 
this, the steps, I don't know that they're actual steps, but how did you start to grow stronger in your relationship with God? How were you going through a healing process? Just unpack that a little bit for us. So I think for me, I was, I was very blessed from the, because I have just amazing family, amazing friends, um, great network at church, you know, between Westbridge Church and St. Michael and Grace Church in Eden Prairie. I mean, God just had that hedge of protection around me mentally, spiritually, physically. So right out of the gates, I think that God kind of tossed me a softball here. And some people might roll their eyes and go, really? All things considered, the way that this worked out, I mean, holy cow. For me, I just, I, I, I came to this, this crossroads here where it was, I can handle this in a number of different ways. And don't get me wrong. It, it came through my mind because I have family that lives out in San Diego and San Francisco, where when things were falling apart, where I just wanted to just pack up and leave. I wanted to go to California, take a couple of years off, just go surfing, hang out, you know, just not do anything. But I realized like, that's, that's not, I don't think that's what God has planned. That's certainly not a Jeremiah 29, 11 idea. So I just decided like, okay, if I'm not going to go this way. I need to go in a direction, but I can't just drift. God had some things happen where our, uh, our youth, our youth pastor at uh, Westbridge church reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, would you be interested in maybe being a youth, uh, being a youth leader at youth group? And prior to that, I've been, I've been praying hard, like, Lord, please present me with opportunities to be generous. Lord, please present me with opportunities where I can grow in my faith. And boom, right there, that door opened. And then I had my, my worship director reach out and said, hey, a little birdie told me that you, you play some instruments. Do you want to maybe jump on, you know, play Easter Sunday with us and then have them look back since then. Um, we have a Tuesday morning uh, coffee group through Westbridge Church. And one of our associate pastors was like, hey, do you want to help come cook breakfast with me? So I was, you know, full in with that. So it was, for me, the path just, the path was led by God, but I made the decision to be obedient and follow. And it was very easy for me to, to cope with what I was going through because I completely surrounded myself with all of this positivity where it's like, even if I wanted to be negative, I didn't even have a choice because everyone was just grabbing me and forcing me to get up and, and just go, 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 go. So I think- I, I got to pause right there before you continue because the power of yeah. community, John, and the power of putting yourself in the space where people are lifting you up and encouraging you and feeding you with the truth of God's word, how that can shift and change uh, the trajectory of where you're headed. I mean, you wanted to run away and you can't mm. run from yourself or a situation. You definitely can't run from God. So yeah, continue on with this. This is good. So the, the community was huge, but you know, just kind of going back, I had to make the first step by actually talking about it, which was the absolute hardest part, because I was moving back from Iowa where I had this big promotion awaiting and I'm coming back jobless, moneyless, wifeless with my tail between my legs. And I had to talk about that with people. Like I'm moving back home to all of my own. Dude, how's it going? Where's Lindsay? When do you want to get together? I mean, that was so hard to do and so humbling and, but in a good way, you know, like humbling in a good way. I think we all need to get humbled from time to time, but talking about it, being vulnerable, being open, being honest, asking for help. Yeah. yeah. I, I was going to say, you know, I've had a chance to work with men over the years and I find that, you know, our number one need really is to learn how to ask for help. And I think mm -hmm. it's because we're wired in such a way where we, you know, we believe that we ought to have the answers. We're strong. We're these mavericks. We're independent. And, uh, and nobody needs to know that I'm actually not handling it. So if I can just get over that one line and just ask for help. And I, you know, when I first met you in uh, the Every Man a Warrior group, um, I, I loved your openness, your honesty, your transparency. And uh, you, you, had, you had no problem 
asking for advice and for input. And that has sparked others to do the same. So you're really kind of modeling that for other men who are going through things and realizing, Mm. wait a minute, I'm not all alone in this. There are other guys too. But the fact that you made these choices, John, speaks highly of your decision to surrender and to follow God. And he opens up, and, and you even ask God like to bring these things to you. And so he does. And you, you know, you could have ran or you could have gone in the corner, sucked your thumb and felt sorry for yourself. But instead you took initiative. And I think that's an important lesson that you need to continue to share with others when they're going through these tough times. Like don't run, don't wallow in it, take action. go forward, take action. Nobody rarely drifts into a good situation. You typically drift into a bad situation. You're lost. You don't know where you are. So you, you got to move. You got to take action. I mean, because God's only going to do so much. He's only going to present so many things. You got to have the obedience. You got to make the decision to follow. Yeah, so. the obedience is key. Let's talk a little bit about um, spiritual warfare uh, around kind of all that you were going through and and your thoughts on on the level of spiritual warfare that you were in the midst of mm-hmm. and how real that is. Yes. Yes. That was a, that was an eye-opening experience for me. Just kind of understanding, you know, you hear it all the time and and growing up in a Christian, you know, family, you hear the the Bible verses and the Sunday school songs about, you know, put on the helmet of salvation and all about the, you know, the spiritual warfare and armor of God. But, you know, until you're actually in it and you realize that like, okay, this isn't really about my marriage. This isn't really about my job or money. This is about a big test in my life. I'm presented with certain things where I could come on on the other side and impact a lot more people in a positive way. And, you know, we talk about, you know, the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, the desires for other things come out and choke the world, making it unfruitful. I mean, that is just, that's spiritual warfare in a nutshell right there. I mean, all that yeah. stuff, that's mm. the trifecta. What I learned through every man, a warrior was, um, cause you know, if you look, if you read Ephesians six, the armor of God, you know, the heaven of salvation, the shield of faith, sword of the spirit, the breastplate of righteousness, and all those things. There's only one weapon in there. And that's the, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Like yes. that is the only offensive weapon out of all the armor of God. It's the word of God. And when I learned that through every man, a warrior, that just helped me combat the spiritual warfare and, and read the scripture and understand the scripture and meditate on the scripture and apply the scripture. Cause it's, if I don't do it, I used to say the only person that's hurting is me, but now I've realized I'm hurting everyone else too, because I'm a, I'm a beacon. I mean, we're all beacons for God, be a light in the darkness. If we're not doing this stuff, you're not just hurting yourself. You're hurting everyone else you could be impacting and being a disciple. Preach it, John. Yes. Yeah, time, time. Well, you know, it's it's been fun again over the last couple of years, three years of, of knowing John and seeing how God has now entrusted to you a leadership position. You're co-leading a group of men who are looking for answers and looking to grow deep with God. And the fact that what, of what you've been through and how you're training yourself and how you're continuing then to train others, I think is 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 proof that God is in the transformation business. And he does have a plan and a purpose for each one of us. And as you look at your life, John, at the at this early age of just 40, where are you at so far in discerning, like, what is God's plan and purpose for you? And how is that playing out? I, I don't really worry about that, to be honest with you. I take it, uh, you know, one devotional at a time, one quiet time at a, at a time, you know, um, like the prayer, the prayers that I have are just, you know, immediate prayers for the day. Like, Lord, please you know, bless me with the fruits of the spirit today. Help me to be a light in the darkness today. Present me with opportunities to be generous to people. Present me with opportunities to, you know, maybe push in a grocery cart at the, the grocery store. And someone just sees that and goes, I should maybe do something like that. Just 
I'm kind of living in the day, but with, you know, the end in mind. Speaking of living in the day, um, you actually wrote a little note to us saying that you really camp out on Mark 419 Mm -hmm. uh, on a daily basis. So let's talk about that since we're talking about living for the day. That's the one, the the spiritual warfare one, the the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth and the desires for other things come and choke the world, making it unfruitful. And I have found just about any time that I am irritated or anxious or jealous or upset, it's usually one of those three things. Not usually, it is one of those three things without a doubt. You know, it's like the worries of this life. It's like the worries of this life, you know, not that life, but this life. We're usually pretty ancillary and arbitrary and they really don't mean that much. And we tend to just get worked up over, you know, we're having like fake conversations with people that aren't even happening. I mean, it is just bananas. The the torment that we put our own selves through just because we can't get out of our own heads and don't understand that these are the worries of this life. Um, I do want to say, I'm not recommending that you put your head in the sand like an ostrich and not pay attention to what's going on. Cause that's also foolish. And that's mm-hmm. also biblical that it's foolish. It's just, making yourself go absolutely insane and batty by thinking about the worries of this life. To regulate more like your emotional intelligence, right? Like just to regulate um, with the fruits of the spirit, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> and to just camp on the word of God. I right. mean, you, 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 this is where the truth is and it is the living word. And as we read the word and we see who God is and how he's at work and the promises that he has, I think it helps reinforce our thinking so that we don't have to cave in under the cares and the worries of this life. And John, so just to continue on with your story for just a minute here, because um, you know, this, this, this unexpected crash and burn kind of thing happens and you, you know, you come down off the mountainside, you're in your parents' place, you're looking at the French fry box. <laughs> oh, yeah. What just happened? But, um, but things have progressed from there. I, yeah. it, that, that doesn't look like you're in your parents' basement anymore no. or wherever you were. No, and, Todd, I am not. <laughs> no, and it looks like, looks like things have gotten a little better. And so where are things today? That's a good question. Yeah, I suppose people are going, is this, this is in the parents' sunroom now? Um, so I'm actually... I'm still with the, the company that I, that I was at before. So they found a great home for me here in Minnesota. Um, things are going fantastic with my career. Um, I live in Maple Grove right now. So throughout everything, I was able to purchase my second home here in Maple Grove. I mean, life is great. I just, all the things that I'm doing now, it's like, what am I focused on? It's, you know, it's youth group. It's the, you know, the church worship team. It's Friday men's group. It's Tuesday men's group. It's just all of those things. And, you know, I work hard, but it's, Kind of, you, that's kind of secondary. Yeah, man, you, ri- you, you have you a rich life because yeah, of it. I yeah. mean, you know, his life is rich because he he's thinking about others exactly. and giving to others. That's and what I mean. John, don't you think that's one of the best antidotes to feeling sorry for yourself? Is just start feeling sorry for others and help them. Reach out and help them. It feels so good to be generous. It yeah. really does. And then how did once that you change, uh, how how did it change your situation and flip the script for you once you started diving in and really helping others? It, it just reaffirmed also that like this, this isn't even my stuff anyway. Like it's not, mm. it's not my money, it's not my stuff, it's not my time. You know, if someone sends me a text message, hey, I'm I'm moving in a couple of weekends, can you help me move? I mean, normally it's like, okay, what excuse can I come up with? You know, now it's like, <laughs> ab- you know, it's like absolutely. If I'm free, what time can I be there? You know, re- recklessly generous. Just yeah. it, it's it's given me a lot more joy, a lot more peace. Again, the fruits of the spirit, and it's just. I think we all need to be wearing T-shirts that say, "I am recklessly, recklessly generous." generous. <laughs> I, I love that. I That's do. the new That's so motto. So, so John, um, thankfully, that 
experience of, was it five years ago, uh, roughly when, okay. So that's probably like a one and done. Never again will you ever have to have, you know, these unexpected out of the blue circumstances hit you, right? He says, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. Although, did I hear something about uh, an accident recently? Talk to us about that because I don't, because oh, right. John is a really fit guy and, uh, and he, he was training for something. So tell us the story of how something again happened like out of, out the, of blue. the blue, unexpected. Yeah, I don't know if you can tell. It's probably camouflaged. My, my arm's in a sling right. So through uh, Westbridge Church, we were doing this uh, uh, charity ride called Fathers for the Fatherless through Venture.org. So it's to help with uh, human trafficking as well as, well as uh, helping uh, people with uh, need for with meals and things like that. So. This was a hundred mile bike ride that all the men at Westbridge were doing together, getting donations. Wow. You do the ride, make some money, goes to a good cause. So this was the second year I was doing it. We had a training ride on August 13th. The ride was on August 27th. Long story short, I'm in this uh, sling here. Um, took a spill. I uh, broke my collarbone. I had to get surgery on my collarbone. I fractured two ribs. I had a collapsed lung. I was in the hospital for a day or so. And yeah, another one of those unexpected things. But I remember I was crying in the ambulance. Gosh, gosh, this guy cries all the time. Um, I was was crying in the ambulance. I guess you're crying because you hurt. I would guess that would be right. It was painful. There were tears of frustration. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. disappointment and frustration. I wanted to do the ride so bad. Mm. I trained so hard. I was ready to go. And then just tears of like, gosh, what am I going to do with my friend, with my fundraiser? It's still open, just all these things. But then I remembered when I went to bed that that night in the hospital room, I remember I had this big old smile on my face. No head injury, no neck injury, no back injury. I'm I'm right-handed. That's a good thing. No, nothing at the wrist. (laughs) The elbow's fine. I'm alive. Like, life's good. I'll be out of this. And then also I had uh, my gallbladder removed at the beginning of this year. So I already maxed up my deductible on insurance. So all of this was covered for financially. So I started smiling at the end of the day, like, ah, this is the works that will be fine. So again, you have that new, you have that new perspective. I've been out of work for a month. Like this is the most active I've been. Like if this would have happened five years ago, mentally, I would have been just a mess, just sitting here away from the community, just like, uh, this sucks, but no, it was, let's go, let's roll. I love the fact that you 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 capitalized on the lessons learned five years ago, mm-hmm. and you have this attitude, which again is so refreshing. That why should we be surprised when the unexpected hits us? Because this is this is life, and if we have the right perspective and the right attitude every day, of being surrendered and trusting God and knowing He'll work His plan and purpose, knowing that He's given us the fruit of His Spirit, we'll actually be able to handle these unexpected crazy things much better like you did on this most recent deal. And more importantly, help others, you know, when they come to you for help down the road. And I I love that you say, and more importantly, to help others. (laughs) Like, seriously, I mean, it's important that that we take good care of ourselves, but it's so that we can care for others, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And, um, but I, I love that you, you definitely see how you're making an impact for others. And, and I, I hope those that are listening, see that they too can make a great impact if they just decide to be better instead of bitter in certain situations. So for sure. Yeah. yeah. So John, you are a fascinating man. You really are. And, and you're just, you're a great model. I've really enjoyed getting to know you and watching how God is using you as a, as a leader with men. You are a man's man. And I love that about you. Uh, there's all kinds of other things we wish we knew about you. So let me just ask you this. Yeah. <laughs> what would be what would be one thing that most people don't know about you? Something that 
you don't readily go around, you know, telling everybody like, about. Maybe you play the ukulele or something. Uh, I don't know. You, you play the accordion <laughs> or, you know, is there anything Thank that you. like, I didn't know. Wow. That's kind of different. Jeez. Oh, I don't know. Not really. I guess. Uh, you walk on your hands. Um, I don't know. I, anything? I start. I started collecting basketball cards once I hurt my arm. Oh, well, <laughs> that's <okay>. brand new. <laughs> really? Yeah. All right. Which is, basketball uh, cards. which, which I need to be reminded again, John, this isn't your money. It's God's money. Don't buy too many basketball cards. But, uh, so but that's, did, did you want to advertise the fact that you're in the business now of trading basketball cards or cause we can put that out there. <laughs> I'm just thinking like, what's the one thing people probably don't know? Well, that's it. Cause no one knows cause it's brand new. Um, I was full-time musician after high school for about, five years playing in a heavy metal, hardcore screamo band. And I had a ah. face full of piercings and a mohawk. At one oh wow. my goodness. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> That's wild. That is. I, uh, I like that. Yeah. That's good. All right, cool. Well, cool. Uh, well, we appreciate you sharing from your heart and, and honestly just being raw and vulnerable. Um, but as we wrap up this interview, what would you say is maybe just one word or phrase that would um, really just sum up the entirety of, of who you are? God made us with emotions. So it's okay to, to get emotional about stuff, you know, and, and understand the difference between a reaction and a response. And then also just know that the real relationship with God is just like with everyone else. It goes like this, it goes yeah, like that. Sometimes it goes like that, yeah. but just make sure it's always trending up. That's so good. just make sure it's, make sure it's always trending up. Mm. That's so Love good. That. I got two words Thank for John too yeah. that, that describe in my book. He's very transparent. It's what we love about you, John. And you're very authentic. Like you're the real deal. Like you and God are the real deal. So bless you for being that way. Hey man, I appreciate it. Thank you. And thanks for sharing with our audience because I know that they are blessed hearing your story and the outcome, the breakthrough that you've had because of of God, really, and uh, your perseverance yeah. to take action. So thank you. Bless you. And um, here's to your arm healing really yeah, rapidly. Yeah, yeah. Thank and you. All the other good things that God has ahead of you. We'll probably have to have a part two to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, really, really. All all right, well, man. thanks. Take care. Thanks guys. All right. Yeah. God bless you. Thank right, you. Bye. God bless. Bye-bye. Oh my gosh. He is really, uh, he's so fun, right? He's, he's, he's just, he's, he's just a energy. nice guy. Yeah. And if you do get That's a chance, first time I've met him. If first chance you get to see him on YouTube, you'll say, God, guy doesn't look like he's, formal. no, he doesn't a real baby he's face, got but a, baby face. Got a lot of fire. And, mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I love watching him interact with other guys who are going through tough things because he's earned the right to speak into their lives. Sure. And he does it with tremendous conviction and compassion and a desire to really see guys grow in their faith. Uh, and so I just, I really believe that God has got a continuation for some really good things ahead for you. Yeah. Children. And Hey, if you're a dude, it's okay to cry. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. what I've learned. No, it's okay. He has a great story and I hope you were impacted, uh, somehow, uh, by seeing his breakthrough and hearing it and, uh, that you would share this episode with others if it inspired you, but thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We look forward to uh, catching you on the next one right here on your biggest breakthrough. So glad you could join us today, and you'll find a new episode every Tuesday on your favorite podcast platform. And if you've been encouraged by listening or viewing, would you just take a moment and give us a five-star rating and a quick review? That'd be so awesome. Yeah, and also please share this with your friends and loved ones. If you have comments or questions, or if you're looking for an advertising opportunity, please get in touch with us at yourbiggestbreakthrough.com. Or if you'd like to optimize your health and wellness, you can work directly with Wendy. Go to wendypat.com. Or if you're a guy and you're interested in mentoring and coaching, go to toddisburner.com. We look forward to having you join us on our next episode of Your Biggest Breakthrough.